The following is a live copyrighted presentation. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time now for Radiolawtalk.com with your host, Frederick Penny, attorney at law. And now, Radiolawtalk.com. President Trump has talked about possibly delaying the 2020 census so that a citizenship question would have time to be added to it. This all stems back to the 5-4 ruling from the Supreme Court that came down on Thursday. I had a chance to chat with USA Radio Network's chief legal analyst, Frederick Penny. Now this went back down to the lower courts and I asked him if the Trump administration was in some ways trying to circumvent those lower courts and get things all the way up to the Supreme Court off the bat. I'm not going to say it's a circumvent. It was just a way for them to push it through quicker. And they may have pushed it too quick that kind of tweaked, I'm going to say, some of the justices and trying to force it up to them when really it needs to go through the process of the lower courts first, then the appellate court, then the Supreme Court. And they can push this quickly. The lower courts uh, will be able to review it if they want. It's up to them, uh, but we'll see if they can push it till October. Penny continues. During 2000, the year 2000 census, the Clinton administration did not do any raids during the census, so it would not uh, maybe quail or cause people not to want to fill out their citizenship, uh, in, uh, their, citizenship their uh, census. And the Obama administration, however, did not do, the, do that. They continued to hold raids, uh, that is, raids for uh, illegal aliens in the United States during the 2010 census. So those are some interesting facts. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Go to the website. And now, here is your host, Frederick Penny. Yeah, I guess he's playing my spot from the USA Radio Network. He interviewed me on the census citizenship question and Supreme Court ruling that Todd Kunin and I are going to talk about today that is very, very interesting. You know what's interesting about that whole thing, Todd? You heard that clip. That was from USA Radio Network, and I think there are three to five, somewhere between three and five hundred stations that I am their chief legal analyst, which they brought me in to do that, which I love doing. I wish they would have thrown in a plug for Radio Law Talk. <laughs> oh, come on. Come on. Mention Radio <laughs> Law Talk. <laughs> but anyway, long story short, um, the interview was probably, those of you behind the scenes, I, I probably talked for 10, 12 minutes. Yeah. And the part that was the least you know, informative about the legal issues and all that stuff is the one they use, which is kind of an anecdotal thing that I said, oh, by the way, uh, did you know that during the 2000 uh, uh, census that the uh, administration, the Clinton administration, did not do any raids on uh, with ISIS of anyone during the time period that the census was out because they didn't want to quail people from wanting to fill out their, yeah. their census. But Obama, and this is not a political thing, those of you who are Obama followers, Obama didn't. He continued to, to – he didn't stop the ISIS from doing any raids during the time period during the 2010 census. So I, ICE, not ISIS. ICE, sure. I, yeah. Did I say yeah. ISIS? Yeah. Oh, my clear. gosh. <laughs> maybe ISIS was doing raids during that time. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah, I didn't want to say anything. I figured, you know. You should have. Yeah, you should have. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Oh, ICE. ICE, I mean, not ISIS. ISIS, ISIS, ISIS was ISIS probably baby. doing raids, too. Yeah. I think both were. What a subcontractor they would be, huh? <laughs> Come on, man. I, I got <laughs> Go get you, man. <laughs> oh, anyway, so that was going on uh, this week. There's so much uh, hubbub about that. We're going to have to talk about it. That's what Todd and I will discuss at the very beginning. We thank Cal Hunter being behind the glass and every Saturday here uh, without uh, fail, taking care of us and making sure this thing runs smooth or semi-smooth, I'm going to say, because sometimes uh, it's not so smooth. But anyway, uh, when Denise Dirks is out today. Wait, wait, so wait a minute. What are you what, saying? What, what, what? what are you saying? No, I just say said it semi. Isn't so. <laughs> Semi's not bad, Cal. Okay. Semi's not bad. I'll take it. That's fine. And uh, if you want to call in, it's 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. We will do the most important thing that everybody wants to do and wants to play, which is case or no case, where Cal, Hunter, our illustrious three-time Emmy Award nominee, but never a winner, uh, producer, will try to stump the two bright lawyers uh, about a case, and either it'll be a fake case or a real case, and then we got to determine whether or not uh, what the outcome was, and then we'll go from there on that. Remember, we're talking about general topics of law. 
do not call uh, someone or at least show up to the courthouse and say you heard it on Radio Law Talk. That is a good thing to use only at the dinner table around Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or uh, Christmas or when the in-laws are in town. But do not use it for any uh, you know, issues around the courthouse. You could probably tell your lawyer, hey, look, you guys aren't as smart as, as Todd and Fred. Yeah, when you hear somebody going off at the dinner table and you think, well, where did you get that? What? What? Come on. And, and they're always saying, well, they said this and they did a study. Then you can throw radio law talk in as, as your rebuttal. That's right. But, uh, yeah, don't go into court and say, well, Todd Cunin said. You can uh, email us at info at radio law talk. And we're also going to talk about misdemeanor charge for leaving your cat outside in Utah. We're going to talk about that. And we do have Utah affiliates uh carrying us, and, and we thank uh, those in Utah that are listening to us. Uh, also, we're going to talk about uh, the Sacramento Kings. One of the NBA executives is finally sentenced for basically stealing money from the team, allegedly, but he uh, admitted oh, no, it. No, no, no. I know it's alleged. I say he, alleged. He admitted. Yeah, he yeah. admitted it. But uh, anyway, it, this is very interesting. And why is this interesting? Because um, my law firm at one time did sponsor the Sacramento Kings uh, NBA team, or at least the pregame show, and uh, this I remember seeing this guy all the time. I mean, he, he came in and, and kind of, he was never super friendly with me. I mean, I, I didn't know him that well, but I remember seeing him come in and say hi, and and just he, he just is like a normal dude. You would have never known. But Had a gonna, lot of nice beachfront property, But though. you know what's <laughs> interesting about the whole thing, without getting details? The guy takes the money. I'm stealing money. He invests it super well. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he did well with the investment. So all the money did go back, you know, to the kings. But it's funny how it's like usually they steal it for what? Cocaine or gambling, like gambling or something. No, no, he invested it and he makes money. So uh, from now on, um, if anybody wants to steal, uh, give it to me. I'll invest it right for you, so you can make some money on that money that you stole. Did he have to give back the profits? Uh, you know, I can't remember. I'm sure he did. He's not keeping the profits, or he might have spent I, the profits. I don't, I don't know that he had seen a profit. I mean, we're going to talk about it when it comes up and when we get you. But I don't know. He, he bought the property, right. and and then he got caught, and the government has been in the process now of selling oh, off the properties yeah, to return it. Yeah, so, that's right. No, so, they, I thought they did sell it already. Well, and... no, they're, they're in the process of doing it. He hadn't. He hadn't done it yet. Right. Right. So right. I don't think he I don't think he was in it long enough to see the fruits of his labors. But I love the quote. I love this quote from him. Well, I was just going to take the profits for myself and put the rest back. Yeah, right. <laughs> if I got caught, I was just going to give myself a loan of somebody else's money and I was yeah, going to give it back. That's Come interesting, on. though. We're going to go through how that process worked and how he did it. I, I'm, I'm just sorry. It's a little bit intriguing. We're going to talk about Jesse Smollett. Uh, yeah, he's back in. What's interesting is. We've talked about this prior on Radio Law Talk. Um, they basically, all the, the media outlets sued to make the government or disclose all the information uh, in the investigation and some 400-plus pages and, what, nine, ten, video, a bunch of videos. Yeah. Everything has now been revealed, and I think they're going to maybe go back and prosecute him because now they've got a appointed an independent counsel, and that independent counsel is going to come in, and I think it's probably Mueller. It, no, just, it, just yeah. <laughs> it, It's going to be interesting to see, based on this, if any of the actions taken from the time the Fox, the... Mm-hmm. Attorney General said, I'm out, if anything was even legal from that point forward. So we'll see. I just love this. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mueller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, this is the president. We now have another special counsel for you. It's a really big <laughs> one called Jesse Spollett. You're going to move to um, Chicago now, and you're going to have a big-time investigation. So anyway, we're going to do a case or no case when we come back. Uh, I'm Todd C- I'm Fred Penny. i got Todd Cunin next to me. We'll be right back. Stay tuned because Radio Law Talk is kicking off in earnest right after this. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. 
Not all law firms have extensive experience in all areas of the law. It's wise to look for firms that have knowledge and understanding in your particular area of concern. So go to ProLawFirms.com. They have listings of attorneys in key areas of practice, such as family law, estate planning, personal injury, bankruptcy, and so forth. When you're looking for a lawyer that has extensive experience in your particular area of need, go to ProLawFirms.com. That's ProLawFirms.com. ProLawFirms.com is not a law firm and does not endorse or recommend any specific law firm. Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to PennyLawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y Lawyers.com. This is Denise Dirks. We can represent clients in divorce, legal separation, child and spousal support, custody, termination of parental rights, step-parent adoptions, guardianships, and even conservatorship matters. Call 1-877-886-7186 for a consultation. The law offices of Denise L. Dirks provide family law services in Northern California. When the law affects your family, call 877-886-7186. The family of attorneys at Denise L. Dirks is here to help. If you're one of those independent people who wants your own business and you love food service, we just might have a great opportunity for you. Iceberg Drive-Ins. Iceberg is famous for its thick shakes and delicious food. We lend you our supply chain and expertise, and you can potentially have a thriving, successful, fun business that your customers will love. Iceberg Drive-Ins has some prime areas available right now, so if you're interested, get in touch with us right away. Go to icebergdrivein.com and click on the Contact Us button. Iceberg Drive-In. Ready to grow with you. I'm going to quick quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny sexy just because I want to don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds in the quick quack car wash. It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes sitting right in your car, wash a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack car wash. Any Honda, Mazda, Porter, Chevy, Sauber, Cadillac, quick whack them, spruce her up, just like that. You'll be happy, looking snappy, you'll be glad you was asked a quick whack. Car wash it on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and see where you got your closest quick whack in the local area. Get in your car, get in your truck. Get on the road, come visit the dock at the Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the Quick Quack Car Wash. Even in the hustle and noise of this modern world, we feel the pull of the forest to walk under the canopy and feel transformed. National forests are essential to life. Majestic and grand, they clean our air, supply drinking water to millions, and provide homes to countless wildlife. They fuel our imaginations, inspiring us to think big, and now's the time to do just that. Fires and natural disasters devastate our forests each year. That's why we're replanting millions of new trees across the country. The Arbor Day Foundation needs your help. We've heard the call of the wild and we've answered. Scientists, foresters, volunteers, and members, together we can preserve and protect our heritage and legacy. We must act now so that the generations of today and tomorrow can continue to depend on our forests. Visit arborday.org. See how you can help. You're listening to radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny. Hey, welcome to Amargosa Valley, uh, one of our favorite uh, affiliates. We love having you on board. Appreciate you listening to us. One of the original affiliates and KRAC, uh, KRAK, Crack. Uh, one of our newer uh, affiliates is uh, WBCF 1240 AM and 97.1 FM in Florence, Alabama. Thank you for uh Adding our show to your lineup. Cal, let's do a case. I like the yeah. Amargosa we do too. Valley. Let's do case or no case. There we go. I had to get that part in. we got to yeah. play homage to the Amargosa Valley. And now, here we go. All right. Now it's time to play case or no case. Yay! 
what you mean when you say semi-smooth. Yes, okay. you're semi-smooth. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, oh, yeah, he doesn't even have his mic on. Well, but, uh, wait. You can turn his mic no, on. his mic's on. Wait a minute. Todd, do you have the correct headset on? Oh, no, no. See, it, yeah, Todd, I, Todd, Todd blames <laughs> Cal because he puts the wrong headset you had, on. You had Chris, they had the yes. rarely used Chris Rodriguez headset on. Uh, I don't, you know, it was, yeah, uh, go, case or no case. Yes. <laughs> Food goes in here. Roll. Here we go, case or no case. Now it's time to play <laughs> case or no case. Yeah. Freaking, I'm dealing with idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they are us. Uh, a painting by Pablo Picasso. Worth a hundred million dollars, was sold for just twelve thousand dollars by a German Jewish businessman to fund his escape from the Nazis. Laurel Zuckerman said her relative, I believe her great grandfather, sold the painting to a Paris art dealer in 1938, and the money was used to fund his escape. The former owner, Paul Lefferman's great grandniece, demanded its return. So she called the museum and said, hey, you have my family's painting. I'd like it back, please. They said, well, we'll look into it. But the painting was never returned. And so Ms. Zuckerman sought counsel, or Lefferman. I said Zuckerman, I meant Lefferman. Ms. Lefferman sought counsel. By the way, the painting in question, The Actor by Pablo Picasso. And so we will start off with that and ask the question. Uh, Mr. Cunin, we'll start with you. Because you trail in the points. Okay. Case or no case. All right. Well, you know, this is interesting. Remember, uh, oh, let's see. It was uh, oh, probably about two months ago. We did a, an episode about Bones. Remember that? The uh, mm-hmm. TV series Bones? That's what it looks like. That's the that's the actual picture. I, we're looking at that. that that'll be interesting. going to tweet out. Um, so after we did that, I actually started watching the series Bones, and this was the topic of one of their episodes. Is that right? Yes. Uh, now that that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that uh, the way they did it is your case, but this is very familiar. Um, I am going to say that yes, this is a case. I I mean I it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where art wasn't taken by somebody. It shows up in a museum and. The rightful owner goes in and says, "Hey, that that belongs to me." Even so, though I sold it. Now remember, Mr. Zimmerman yeah. sold the painting. So, right, right? so I, I'm going to say that this is a case, and I think that the museum will prevail on that basis. I think they're going to be able to show. Look, if he sold, if the person who ostensibly had ownership and control over the item chose to sell it. You might not like it as um, the heirs or, or, you know, whatever, but it's not yours until he dies. So, yeah, I I think it's a case, and I think the museum gets to keep the piece. You think the museum prevails. All right, Mr. Penny, what say you? Is this a case or is it nay a case? Yes, it is a case, and I'm going to tell you I'm going to go a different route. Uh Uh-oh. I think that what happened in this case, and those of you who want to call in 855-LAW-RADIO, and let me tell you, uh, you don't have to get on the air. You can just tell Cal or you can tweet us at Radio Law Talk because I think this is a good one to talk about. I think the argument is it was sold under duress, under fraud. I think it was a value was higher. And what happens is because of the situation, um, the duress and the fraud that occurred, he had no choice. And because of that, the painting goes back to the family and this lady had a great lawyer that said, hey, by the way, aren't you related to the guy that had that Picasso at one time? Why, yes, let me take that case. <laughs> winner, winner, chicken dinner, the lady with the actor Picasso painting hangs in her $120,000 uh, value flat uh, in the kitchen where it gets all kinds of stains and smoke from cooking spaghetti, on it. Spaghetti, spaghetti sauce spl- spots. Sp- yeah. <laughs> splattered on it. Uh, the million dollar, multi-million dollar uh, painting. That's it. That's it. <laughs> all right. So I that, won. Just, just, I won. Just give him the points. Just yeah. give well, me the points. Well, we'll I see. am the winner. By the way, you have 14 points oh. before we do this case. Todd has 12, uh, 10, pardon me, and Denise has 8. I had a chance I, last week to pick up 6 points. What did I do? I managed, what, 2? Yeah, it was a tough day. Yeah. I can't believe day. people aren't just blowing our phones up on this great one and just saying, Fred, you did it again. We're so glad you're back. Now, 
the, the first point is, for those of you who think this was a case, Uh-oh. that would be both Fred and Todd. Yep, and, winner. Yep. All right, yep. that was a case. I know. Now, for those of you who think the plaintiff, the woman, the granddaughter, prevailed, that, Give would, it to be, me. that would be you, Fred. Is that, Give I it to me. Do this, have this uh, correct? Give it to me. Okay, well. That doesn't necessarily mean I prevailed. I've been here long enough. Well, the judge ruled that the painting should stay at the museum uh, rather than be returned to his heirs. And an appeals court upheld. Why did she not get it back? You would ask, was this not Nazi, uh, you know, really forcing because of the Nazi occupation, forcing the sale? And the judge said, you know, I'd have probably given it to you, but you waited too long. Mm-hmm. The painting was sold in 1938. Uh, you're in your mid-30s now. Yep. Uh, uh, Lefferman's ownership uh, was not even acknowledged until 2011 because of incorrect cataloging. So she said she had an excuse, but the the judge said, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think if just... it came like in the 40s or 50s or 60s or something, they, they might have got it. Another relative wow. perhaps could have jumped in. But, mm. but that, as they say, ladies and gentlemen, is one point for Fred and two points for Todd. Wow. That is a good case of okay, Stel. Thank you. I'd say that would be in the top 100. It would be in the, in the top yeah, six, 60 or 70. Yeah, that's a good, good case or no case. Well, thank you for that. Those of you who like playing along, uh, who I can't believe you guys didn't jump on that. Those of you who hear us uh, sometimes uh, tape delay, which is a few stations, you can email us later on if you want. So we're going to be right back. We're going to talk a little bit about the census and citizenship. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more. Call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-617-9312. 800-617-9312. That's 800-617-9312. Know someone with a drinking or drug problem? Learn how to get sober after we share these stories. I was 35 with two beautiful children when my life and addiction started to spiral out of control. After my divorce, I went into a depression cycle and started drinking more often and using prescription drugs. After my second DWI and arrest, my ex-husband threatened to take our children away from me. I was 17 when I became addicted to heroin and meth. I thought I could quit on my own, but I couldn't. It hit me when I was arrested. Get sober now. Your private insurance may cover costs and we'll get you here. It's simple. Just call Elite Rehab Placement right now. Please, don't wait. Your life matters to us. 800 918 1376 Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. 
That's 800-263-2610. All right, guys, we need to have you read some lines for our disclaimer promo. But first, can anybody tell me what a disclaimer is? Read disclaimers? Why, I couldn't. <coughs> the information you hear on Radio Law Talk is general... The preceding promo was for entertainment purposes only. And if you want true legal advice, contact your own lawyer. Just a tip from your friends at Radio Law Talk. Be sure to read our disclaimers on radiolawtalk.com as well. When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics? Chemistry? Who do you think teaches that? Teachers today are breaking down obstacles, finding innovative ways to instill old lessons, and taking learning far beyond the four walls of the classroom. It's time to recognize that great things are happening in teaching and put it back on your list. Don't try to convince yourself otherwise. You had it right the first time. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. to Radio Law Talk. And now back to the show. So Congress is empowered by the Constitution to carry out a census in such a manner, Todd's, uh, Todd's single and looking for a girl, and as they <laughs> shall direct under the law, <laughs> under Article 1, Section 2. So remember, we're talking about the census, Todd's looking for a girl. Um, <laughs> no, uh, I'm, not, I'm not looking citizens. for anybody. Wait, 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 wait. The majority of the Supreme Court is... Is talking about this, so we've got to get into the history first of all. Did you know it was 1950 was the last time they put any citizenship question on the um, on the census? Todd's still looking for a girl, and the reason is is because a lot of the questions they asked had nothing. It didn't say are you a citizen, but it would say what origin are you from, and so that was the kind of the history. Uh, cute one rather than, than not, but. Um, <laughs> So uh, the important thing is remember the Census Act of... I'm giving you some history. Now listen, everybody. These pre- subliminal messages pre- are brought to you. By- I'm trying try to get the subliminal messages in there, but it's not preferably, working. Preferably a fellow cat lover. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you know how you do that really fast talk, Cal? You, you know, at the very end of something. We'll have to do that. Will you make that up? We'll make it up yeah, during we'll, the break we'll or something. We'll try to make up that, yeah. A, a, yeah. a fast I'll talk to you in a single looking for a woman. Um, preferably and- a fellow cat lover. <laughs> Oh my gosh, no wonder people oh, turn this show gee. off. Okay, this, listen, this is important. Okay. Yes, it is. As of two, 2020, did you know 2020, which is April of 2020, is when the census is coming out and when you're going to fill it out, you can actually respond online for the first time. Did you know that? Wow. Online response. Now, here's some history for you. This is what people don't understand. And I'm, 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 all these pundits on TV and. And uh, on uh, the radio, they, just, they need to call me. So here's here's why. What they don't get is the Trump administration said this has to be done by July 1st. Everyone's saying, this is a home run. We won. It's done. No, it's not done. Let me go over what's going on. The Trump administration put down that July 1st is the deadline because they have to print out the census. They can actually push it to October of 2019 until they really have to print it out. That is about the drop dead day is on t- October. So July, August, September, October. They have four more months for it to go through the courts to determine whether or not they can put on the question about citizenship on the census. And what they're deciding, the court has to decide is, is this for a legitimate reason? Because generally speaking, the president has the right to do that. Uh, if it's not for some sort of 
uh, you know, racial, racially charged reason or, uh, you know, something that violates the Constitution, which there's arguments that it may. There are arguments that it may. Doesn't it really come down to which specious argument do you agree with? Because the, the people who oppose say, well... Well, people aren't going to fill out their census forms. Well, sure they do. They just fill out the census form and say, no, I'm not a citizen. There are many people who are in this country legally who are not citizens. How would that stop them from filling out the well, form? Well, I'm, I'm going to throw a, 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 I'm going to throw the other side against you there, Cal. So uh, you ask yourself, sitting, uh, you have to put yourself in a migrant worker. Just put, put yourself in this person. Everybody sit back and listen. Sure. Oh, this is important. Put, put your feet. Here? Put your fingers between your. Put your thumbs on your index fingers. Lean back and put your head back. And now it's time for let's yes. hear what it's really all about. Really like. by Fred Penny. So the census guy comes around, and you're here not legally, but you're here helping, working in the fields. And again, I'm not uh, politically staying one side or the other. And you're you're a great person, and you're a wonderful family, and you're making uh, decent money, and you're and, and say you're picking fruit, and you're and you're helping the farmer out. And uh, you've never had any issues with, you know, I don't know, the law. And all of a sudden they say, will you fill this census form out and put down whether or not you're a citizen? Cal, let's be realistic. How many of them are going to raise their hand and say, yep, I'm filling that baby out? How many are going to fill it out anyway? That's my point. You can't, yeah. you can't statistically prove that fewer people would fill it out if that checkbox was there. And by the way, they could put a third box that yeah. says, prefer not to state. Yes. Now, that, that would be a good idea, too. That's a good idea, Cal. Yeah. Cal, just came, Cal just came up with the answer. I just solved the problem. I just solved the problem. <laughs> yeah. President yeah. Trump, there it is. <laughs> add, just add that in. Cal Hunter. <laughs> that is actually a great idea. I would think I, so. I would say, we'll, we'll not, I'm not responding. Just yeah. historic. Historically, yeah. historically uh, there have been 23 of these type of censuses taken from 1790 to up until the most recent in 2010. 23 of them in the history of our country. And up until, I believe, or between 1820 and 1950, and there was always a question that asked in some sense, in some way, about your citizenship. It didn't stop yeah, what until origin? then. Well, some of them said, what is your origin? Yes, and so, so like the that. idea that this has never been asked or it's, it's egregious, well, why was it asked for nearly 150 years prior to now? But, um, you know, we get to the but, issue where it wasn't asked for a while, and now they want I to mean, ask my, it again. My wife was a former – she's a census worker. She's worked on two of these. And she said the bigger problem that you have is there are many people who simply do not want to fill out the form. doesn't matter. You know, right. people that have been in this country their whole life, multi-generational people, I don't want the government knowing about me, and if I have a flush toilet, I mean, they just don't want to fill out the form. Well, I think it's going to come down to, if it wasn't Trump, if it was someone else, they probably wouldn't have said anything about it. A, but here's here's what here's what's interesting, and we'll get to that, Todd. Sure. So it, it, the ruling that's interesting about this issue is, did you know that by a 5-4 majority, don't forget, there was a, it was 9-0 to zero to send it back to the lower court. So it was, everyone's like, oh, it was a majority. No, the majority was just to send it back to the lower courts, which even I agree with, it went too fast. The lower courts are the courts that have to do the fact-finding. It just, it, the, the Supreme Court's not a fact, doesn't do that. So that's what was a 9-0, but it was 5-4 split in Trump's favor saying, quote, the majority of the Supreme Court held under a 5-4 that the executive branch has, quote, broad authority to decide what goes into the census. And so people don't realize, oh, it's a, but, but what's going to happen now is Trump has to decide two things. Number one, do we push it off till October and try to push it through? There's two cases, Maryland and New York. That, mm -hmm. are, that are that are that have brought lawsuits to not put this citizenship question on the census. Right now, as it stands, the Maryland judge says he's going to push it quickly through, so that might be uh, taken care of quickly. Um, and so we'll have to see, you know, what's going on now. Is it going to be more difficult to put it on? Yes. I mean, this is clearly, you know, more difficult for the Trump administration to get this on. And we're, you know, uh, you have a comment before I get into what the justices says, why they didn't like the way that this came down with the Trump administration. Well, the, the, the one thing that I have just to answer Cal's statement that, you know, some people just aren't going to fill it out. And they don't want to fill it out at all. And I think 
I mean, the fact that we have something that only comes along every 10 years. So if you were 10 years old when the last one came around, you're 20 now, and the next time it comes around, you're going to be 30. It's not something that people are presented with on a semi-frequent basis, like an election or something like that. Or taxes. It, it, yeah, or taxes. And it's it's easy for folks to not understand why it is we do this and how these figures are used, what programs are funded by this, how the electoral college is affected, how all sorts of things. And if you don't understand this, it's very easy to take a micro focus on it and say, well, this is just about somebody wanting to know who's here legally or not because they're going to round them all up and send them back. And that, quite frankly, is a very minor issue. But I'm not going to overlook the fact that, the, as Fred said, the average person looking at it is going to say, uh, do I trust the government to simply use this for a sense of, I'll, I'll give you a classic example of lack of trust. And this goes to baseball and Barry Bonds. They did the testing for baseball. They came in, everybody said, no, we're not using this for anything but baseball. And then the IRS came in and subpoenaed the records that were all supposed to be anonymous, and now you got people being prosecuted That's for right. it. They don't trust the government. Our Constitution arguably is founded upon the principle that you can't always trust the government. So I kind of understand where they're coming from. I, I still I still think it's key when you make an argument before the Supreme Court and said, we, we know that fewer people will fill this out, that you'd better be able to establish that rather than just express an opinion. And they have I don't think there's ever been a survey or a study or anything else. Has but there? I think the issue is, and we're going to get into this uh, uh, when we come back from the break, is how this was done. They came forth. They, you know, the, the reason that they did this, according to the Trump administration, is basically to make sure that everybody is equally represented, including those Hispanics or the minorities. Which, the, even Roberts, the conservative guy, is going, "Wait a minute here. What's the real reason?" All they, you know, Roberts is basically saying, "Just, just let's lay the real reason out." And that's what the court wants. And Maryland, and I'm going to, back for the break, I'm going to talk about what the Maryland courts are seeing and what they're going to discuss in New York courts and, and how this applies to this citizenship question on the census. Because this is really intriguing. Even though, I tell you, in 10 years from now, the next census, nobody's going to care what's going on. But I still think, and I'm just telling you, people are going to see that whether you're Democrat, Republican, middle, they're going to go, eh, I'm not going to answer that. And how are they going to find them? You didn't fill your census out. We'll be back. We're going to talk a little more about the census. If you want to call us, 855-LAW-RADIO or tweet us at Radio Law Talk. This is Radio Law Talk on your favorite radio station and on radiolawtalk.com. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. Many women have so many clothes in the closet, but then we go to get dressed and find we have nothing to wear. Ah! We've all been there. We all want to be comfortable and fashionable at the same time. And it's difficult to find clothing that makes that task effortless. But at Letty & Company, you can find trendy, comfortable clothing that is affordable. Things you'll want to wear every day. Shop with a purpose online with free shipping. Just go to lettyandcompany.com. Letty & Company.com. 
Jason Ross back here with Fred Penny, managing attorney from Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers. Now, Fred, what type of cases are you dealing with now, and what sets you apart? Jason, we help people with all types of personal injury cases. We're former insurance company trial lawyers. We understand the other side, which gives us a distinct advantage over our competition. Remember, we don't get paid unless we win. That's Penny & Associates Injury Lawyers with locations throughout California. For a free consultation, go to pennylawyers.com or give them a call 1-800-616-4LAW. That's P-E-N-N-E-Y lawyers.com. I've got to get my car washed, this dirt it just won't do But I don't have no time today, I don't know what I do Man I know this place right down the road Quick quack car wash Hop inside, let's take a ride and watch this cat and shine Just come and see, I guarantee your ride will steal the show Come on, quick quack car wash Don't drive that dirty car Quick quack car wash They'll have you looking sharp the cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Peekaboo, peekaboo, smile. Smile, buddy. Come on, smile. Oh, honey, he's still not smiling. Maybe he's not a smiler. <sighs> yeah, maybe he's just not a happy baby. Maybe he's just being a boy. You know how boys are. Or maybe he's teething. Oh, poor baby, I think his gums hurt. Maybe he's just tired. Or maybe his tummy hurts. He didn't eat that much. Maybe he's not ticklish. You think maybe he's scared of the dog? Maybe he'll outgrow it. Maybe it's a phase. Maybe he just doesn't like smiling. Maybe he has autism, and we can definitely do something to help. Maybe is all you need to find out more about autism. No big, joyful smiles by six months is one early sign. Learn the others at autismspeaks.org signs, or see a doctor today for an autism screening. The sooner it's diagnosed, the better and it can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Boys are weird. Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show. Todd, you, uh, during the break we were talking about this. We didn't stop talking about the census thing. You had some interesting points to bring up. Well, you know... There's a tone anytime the Supreme Court issues a decision, and it, sometimes it doesn't come out in the actual language, but you kind of get a feeling that, what's the court really saying here? And when the Supreme Court in this decision said and talked about how the executive agency, the Department of Congress, has great latitude in deciding what does or does not go on a census, and when they make a statement here by and this is a direct quote from the opinion, when the court says, quote, a court may not reject an agency's stated reasons for acting, i.e. adding a question onto the census, simply because the agency might also have had other unstated reasons, and a court may not set aside an agency's policy-making decision solely because it might have been influenced by political considerations or prompted by an, an administration's priorities. And, you know, when they make a statement like that, I see, in essence, the court saying to the Trump administration and to the Department of Commerce, you guys probably could have added this question because you have great latitude, but you went to such lengths to try to cover up or, or obscure what you were really thinking, that that in and of itself is what created the suspicion. And now we have to get it sorted out. If you just said, this is what we want to do, then it would have been fine. It's interesting to note that when it was still in the lower court level, normally the lower judge makes a decision based upon the administrative record. But in certain circumstances, the court can allow what's called extra discovery, and the court did. And one of those extra discovery pieces was a subpoena to Secretary Ross, who oversees the Department of Commerce, for him to be deposed, to basically come in and, I want to hear from your mouth, explain why this happened. Well, that deposition was stayed. 
And so now, when it gets sent back down, arguably that deposition is going to have to occur so that we can figure out, and the court can figure out, what he was thinking as opposed to trying to divine it from the, the record in the case. And if they come up with a legitimate reason, arguably this, the census question is going to be okay. The problem is they're up against time. Yeah, that's and when you talk about all that, yeah. the timing even through October is going to be difficult because, by, by the way, one of the reasons, and I've seen a lot of conservative pundits out there just rip on Roberts, who's a conservative uh, justice. I'm saying, you know what? And by the way, I've met him personally. He's a very nice guy. Um, he basically said there's no good reason to add this right now by, and the, don't forget, the Trump administration says we're doing it to enforce the Voting Rights Act, which is to make sure there's no minorities that are kind of left out. And and, and and Roberts says, that's not right. We don't know that. That doesn't sound right. And you have all these ancillary and backdoor stuff that, that you're trying to get it in that we have to investigate. And that's why it needs to go down to the lower court. In fact, he said, unquote, Roberts said that they may, that is the Trump administration and the uh, Commerce Department, may uh, have a constitutional and legal right to add the question. Yeah. The problem that they had was that the factual record was not squaring up and matching with the documentary record. So to the extent they were saying, look, this needs to be added so the Department of Justice can enforce the, uh, the VR, the Voting Rights Act. Well, the problem was when you look at the record and all the emails and stuff sent back and forth, adding this question was on the radar of the Department of Commerce before the Department of Justice even raised the issue. And in fact, the DOJ only raised the issue because the Department of Commerce went to them and said, hey, you think this might be good for you? And so, you know, it's just the information they provided was not matching the explanations that were provided, right. which created the confusion, and they have to get that figured out. Right, and that's why people are like, oh, they lost. No, it's actually just saying we're going we're gonna to run this through the normal process. Now, the question is, Todd, did they kind of play their hand and sour the – was there a couple of sour apples in the big apple pen right now? You know, having done this – the justices are now kind of turning their head going, yeah, you know, what's the real reason? Because the issue is, does this violate, this putting the, whether or not you're a citizen on the census, violate the Equal Protection Clause of the 14th Amendment? If it does, then it's out. Well, I, I think the biggest issue here is going to be whatever, ultimately, whatever justification is provided. Somebody's going to look at it and say, okay, let's assume that that is the correct justification. Why is it that you told us something different the first time? Right. How come it's different here? And, and somebody's going to have to do that. But I want to be clear, and the court was clear. After they said we're going to remand this down so, this can, the, so that this can be decided in lower court, the last thing they said before they said it is so ordered is we do not hold that the agency decision here was substantively invalid. But agencies must pursue their goals reasonably. Reasoned decision-making under the Administrative Procedure Act calls for an explanation for agency action. What was provided here was more of a distraction. So there may very well be a justification. They just have an issue. Ultimately, they never got to the question about whether or not it was an appropriate question. They talked about procedure. Right. Here's the interesting thing. I want you to go back. Here's the simple way to put it after we've gone through all these legal analysis. Remember back when you were a little kid? And my dad was very uh, – he believed in corporal punishment. I'm sorry, but that's the way I grew up. We had the stick. Freddie, what? What? Uh, did you use the coloring crayon and color on mom's wall? Uh, no. <laughs> Whap. <laughs> and, son, if you would have told me you did it, I wouldn't have swatted you. So that, I kind of see that as yeah. a simple way of saying, you know what, just tell us the reason and just lay it out and make it simple, and, and then we'll tell you whether or not it's an equal protection clause issue. Uh, but here's the other thing I want to point out before I get to you, Cal, is the important thing is it's still really, even if they laid it out right, I still think the court was said you got to send it back down. Yeah. And we've got to go through the process. Well, I think I think they're trying to find a way to say what's wrong with the truth and what's wrong with procedure. 
How about you tell us the truth, and how about you follow typical procedure? Well, I don't necessarily going to call it truth or lying, and people go, oh, you're, you're a Trump I'm, guy. I'm saying if, no. you, if you change your story, yeah. then yeah. you obviously got some, you're not confident in your in your reasons. Or you're picking my... the wrong, okay, which, what, you know, what, which, one, which reason are you going to use to use this? Well, what's the real reason? I mean, you can't just pick one. And government does that all the time, by the way. It's, it's not the first time. True. You know, the thing I like about this decision really has nothing to do with the merits of the decision itself. And the thing I like about the de- all the decisions that came down from the Supreme Court, even the ones that I may not agree with, is that it's an example of the fact that the justices are making decisions based upon their interpretation of the law and the reasoned arguments of the law, whether I agree with them or not, and they are not making decisions based upon the political persuasion of the president that appointed them. And all of these arguments that you hear from people during the confirmation process about, oh my gosh, this law is going to be overturned, that's going to be overturned, it's going to be shaped, the whole country is going to be conservative, the whole country is going to be liberal, it just doesn't shake out that way. When they get on the court, they make their decision based upon how they perceive it, There have been plenty of decisions that have gone against Trump by the two people he has appointed, and I like that. You can't buy the justices. Yeah, what's interesting, too, about it, and we're going to go to a break here in a minute and end our wonderful first hour with Todd, Cal, and I, the three musketeers. You know, what's important is this is not going to end. No. We're going to hear, we're going to talk about this until October. I think the Trump administration's going to put off. printing it out until October to decide how or what they want to do, see if the courts move a little bit quicker. Um, as weird as this sounds, I know this is bizarre. Not bizarre, but it's a little... You know what I say? Who cares? I, I know that sounds weird. Oh, my gosh. that's a. I, I don't think it's going to be end. It's not going to end the world if the words, are you a citizen or not, on the census is going to ruin this country one way or the other. Cal. It's just for genealogical and historical research that that information becomes valuable two, three, four, five generations down the road. Yeah, it doesn't matter today. But it hasn't been on since 1950. There's been no issues. So I just I just don't see it as blow. It's so blown out of proportion because it's the Trump administration. I, you know, this would have been just a normal review. Uh, yes, no. I just think it's just it's just not worth fighting over. Let's let's. Let's get the economy going and help people out in this world. And uh, and uh, that's my soapbox for this hour. Well, thanks uh, for this hour hanging out with Todd and I and Cal. We will see you next time or go to Radio Law Talk. Remember, all of our shows are posted on RadioLawTalk.com. You can go and podcast them anytime. You have been listening to RadioLawTalk.com, a copyrighted presentation of Radio Law Talk Incorporated. (laughs) 